Is hungry, hungry for some meat. Could it be James Con meat? You never know. Only you would know what his meat tastes like. Spicy, hey, like right beef jerky. Right at the like top. <laughs> Castle Rock. Welcome back to another episode of the Dead Kids of Derry. Uh, misery loves company. We've all come. And this is a, another Rob Reiner film too. Classic, classic, yes. You know, when Rob Reiner makes a Stephen King film, there's a whole lot of class going on, you know? A whole lot of glass going on. Yeah, class and glass. The whole deal. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> there's anybody nothing sexier th- than the ta- uh, typewriter. You remember anybody here ever type on a typewriter? I have. I have. Right, it's yeah. awkward. Well... It, it's it's funny. You're right. It is awkward, but it uh, it I guess the sound like I don't know something about the sound of the typewriter is is actually quite soothing to me. It I don't know if it's I don't know if it's just no. It's a nice rhythmic beating to it. It's a, it's definitely a little more satisfying audioly than clacking away at a keyboard on a computer. Definitely. For sure. You got way less zero. You got no margin for error, though. Yeah. No misspellings. You got to do the whole page over. <laughs> the great James Khan, the coolest of the cool over here. Right. Yeah. He's 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 the only one I can think of that that you can believe is a writer, but also the baddest motherfucker in town. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, like he's a writer, but like Hunter S. Thompson style. Like, yeah. you're sure he stabbed someone in an alley at one point in his life. Oh, for sure. Most definitely. Yeah. You know? He hung with the Hells Angels. When he does research, he really does research. He hangs, he lives with the detectives. You know what I mean? He gets really crazy. He wants to taste the blood. Mm hmm. So, method acting? Yes. <laughs> method writing. Oh, writing. Method writing. Method, method writing. writing. Gonzo. Gonzo. Gonzo, if you will. Rest in peace, Hunter S. Thompson. I think his first mistake was driving that car in the snow. Yeah, no. That doesn't look very reliable. No, he's going way too fast. Isn't it a Mustang, too? Isn't their handling like shit? I think you're putting... I think you, I, I can feel something coming. <laughs> You failing it? I'm feeling it. I'm scared. I feel as though something very bad is about to happen. I don't know. I don't know. It's my so, first so, time ever seeing this. Something about driving down the road in 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 snow, right next to like a cliff. You know, you know shit's going to happen. Like Dukes of Hazard. 
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, Big Hoss is coming out anytime now. <laughs> I heard that was really uh, Stephen King's cocaine being thrown on the windshield. Right? <laughs> exactly. That's what it, it is. Cocaine. I actually really like how this is shot by uh, Barry Sonnenfeld. Um, not only is he a very good DP, he's a very good filmmaker. Yeah. Um, he also directed uh, the Adams Family movies. Yep. And, Black um, movies too, was it? William Goldman, who actually wrote this, uh, you know, also wrote Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and Magic. So, you know, I mean, there's a lot of you know heavyweights that are you know, really attached to this production. He fell down. His car went boom. went down. His car went boom and That's what happens, man. Like, you just, you know, don't drive like an idiot in the snow. Well, hold on. Okay, this can't be realistic. The car did not blow up. Okay, this ain't real. A a car got to blow up every time it it crashes. That's what movies have taught us throughout the years. Yeah, if the car flips (laughs) over, it's got to explode. Then we just roll credits. Movie over. I know. (laughs) (laughs) We should make a movie like that. (laughs) That is a nice bag, though. If I could afford to flip a car, Jesse, I wouldn't waste it on a five-second short film. (laughs) You know? that's why you just clip it, and that's like the the preview, you know. And that's well, it. we could do it like Uncle Lloyd, man, and just use the same car flip in like every movie. Yes, Tra- Troma does that. They have a scene yeah. of like a, a clown coming out in a car flipping, and they they put it in like twenty five movies. Yeah, you yeah. Just get- I love Troma so fucking much. You get four different cameras from four different angles, and you can cycle. <laughs> The same shot over again. Yeah, you just gotta you just gotta constantly track down that same make, model, and color of car. Yeah, to use in the shot in the in, to use in the cut-ins. That, that, I mean, you know, they, if Troma can do it, anybody can. You know? Well, so even look at us, Sam Ramey, though that Oldsmobile. He, he oh yeah, has, you know, has made it in every single movie he's ever done, pretty much. Well, I mean, it started it started with the Evil Dead, but then it just became like an Easter egg, you know. Yeah. You know, the the character of Annie Wilkes was Stephen King's favorite character he's ever written. Yes. I can believe. I'm I was not aware of that. Fun fact for She's 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 got Why some though? serious depth. Well I, if you read the book as I don't read to... books, James. You should know this by now. Well get the audio book. I don't know what to tell you. Like get the cliff notes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, but in CPR. In the book, she's yeah. got a wild amount of depth beyond what we get just in the movie. You know, yeah, yeah. she's pretty usual. This is a woman who, God, she's so she has like no remorse. I, well, I mean, I, in a situation like that, you're not supposed to take him out of the car or something. You're not no, push on she's, no, she's just fucking she's kidnapping such a him. Complex character. I mean, from you know, just from learning what I've learned, but. You know, I mean, the book, I, you know, I didn't read it. And that's why I have a few questions for James about the character of Annie Wilkes. Because from just what I've come across, she almost like, you know, she's an actress where she puts on this facade where everything is so internal with her that it seems like she's, I would imagine in the book, she must have like these internal struggles that she's just, you know, either 
they are there or they aren't there, where she's just, she just has her motive and, you know, completely. But I wonder if James can maybe. Actually, I'll give you some insight on that. It's wild because the way King layers in, like, I I mean, first and foremost, like the actual story and plot of Misery is not my favorite King story. Um, I read it the one time and that was kind of, I was kind of good with it. I mean, it's a great book. It's, It's fantastically done. It's just for some reason it just never really resonated with me that's besides the point the way that king does it it really like this is probably his most masterful writing as far as how he unfolds his narrative which he and a lot of that narrative and the pathos and the plot and all that does unfold with stripping away those layers of psychosis and annie like as things become more clear, like it starts off, it's innocent. She's nursing him back much like the movie. She's nursing him back to health. And it's like, he very slowly reveals and finds these things, but it's told in such a way that you see the cracks get bigger as the story unfolds. And, but you never get that insight into Annie from Annie. Annie is still that, character that she's portraying throughout it. Even when she goes completely off the fucking rails, she's still trying to maintain that image. It's what things that he discovers when he's sneaking around her that tell the story. Uh Newspaper clippings. Little things she found he finds here and there. And at first obviously yeah, it almost reminded me of like a Dexter Morgan type of situation. Yes, yes, you know, really, I think this heavily inspired Dexter in a lot yeah, of ways. Yeah, to really kind of keep an archive of all these horrendous things, you know, uh, to be, mm-hmm. you know, you can reflect on it. So, yeah, yeah I thought I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, but you don't like the way that King lays it out, though, man. Like you, you don't connect the dots until it's like incredibly too late. Oh shit! Yeah. What like, um? What's the pills? Do they describe what it is in the book? Because they don't really touch base on what it is. Just the symptoms. Arsenic. Oh, arsenic. Low dose arsenic. Yeah. So that just keeps him sick, making him feel like poop, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Low, ar- low, yeah, low dose arsenic exposure is um, it's called the long poisoning. A lot of people that take care of sick family members, um, that's how they decide to kill them. They, they think it's more humane or whatever. Or they're just trying to not get caught because arsenic doesn't stay, in, doesn't stay in your soft tissues or your muscles or your bloodstream very long. And there's arsenic in almonds, too. Like, it's in other things, not yeah. just, like, a poison. So it's common. That makes sense. Yeah, no, but they'll, 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 do, the, they'll do the slow poisoning. But, like, it's because arsenic, like... You have to use actually quite a bit of arsenic to actually kill you in one dose, but the damage arsenic does as it's processing through your body becomes permanent. Especially if you're in such a low state. Exactly. But by the time a medical examiner has gotten their hands on the body, it's It's gone. gone. You know what I mean? It's so evil. It's fucking horrible. And it's a terrible way to go. Like, to be like, dietarily like digestively sick constantly for like years yeah it's 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 agony i I can't even imagine it you know what i mean 
Shit. Richard so, uh, Farnsworth is iconic in this. Busted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the sheriff, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's a I good like guy. Yeah. He's yeah, a he's... good old boy. A good old boy over there. He really was a good old boy. He was um, actually um, um, a cowboy. He also served uh, in the Air Force, um, did uh, a lot of Westerns. He was actually the oldest nominee for the Oscar. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's been a character actor for many, many years. And for the fans of horror movies, um, you know, he was in uh, Highway to Hell, and, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, but, uh, <laughs> uh, Anna Green Gables, um, he was an Anna Green Gables, I believe, I don't know if it was the Gray Fox or the Silver Fox, I think it was the, the Gray Fox, the Gray Fox, which was, um, a very good movie, which I believe he also won the award. The one with him, uh, the Academy or not, was he the guy that got sick and like was dying? And didn't tell anybody he was sick. And if he told people, he would have won the Academy Award, but he didn't. I remember there was like a Western actor, stuntman turned actor, which is what I believe he is, that did that. Uh, If they played the the sympathy card, they definitely would have got the Academy Award, but they didn't play it and they didn't win. And they died shortly after. The only person I know who kind of like withheld anything was Scott Brady. Um who was an old Western actor. He was also in Gremlins. And um, according to the commentary track um, from Joe Dante, he was just trying to walk up a set of stairs and he got so winded and fell down. But um, he was actually one of those old-time Westerns that worked in, like, the asbestos mines, you know, back in the day. And he didn't know how sick he was. But, you know, a lot of those Western stars, but there was the famous one, um... God, I forget the name of it. But it, to film in those asbestos mines back then, a lot of people came out and got, you know, cancer. And, you know, a lot of those Western stars. You yeah, know, John Wayne did. Yeah, the whole crew. You think, you know, the whole crew that got cancer from shooting uh, some flick. The director, like 90% of the people that worked on the film. Yeah. Of some um, yeah, that that was, I believe, The Conqueror. And the yeah. fact was that they right. actually shot where they tested the uh, atomic bomb. Yes. That's why that 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 crew got uh, cancer because they literally shot on 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 location where the atomic bomb went off and the radiation was still very prevalent when they were there. Oh yeah. Now shit, nice shave. You know, it's in the, the the movie still has a nice friendly vibe to it, so the shave's not a scary situation. Yeah, only the outer layer has kind of come out where we're not we're not inside there yet, you know. As it becomes. Well, we well, as as you guys all know, as he shaved him, he had to say shave and a haircut, two bits. <laughs> she shave everywhere, Alex. Oh yeah, everywhere. Even little James Conn was happy uh, at the James end. James Conn was a player. He knew he had to, you know. And then and he wasn't happy because you found out that the insurance didn't cover it. <clears throat> I, I've always had questions about what she might have done to this guy while he was out cold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah he, was asleep I would... for, he was asleep for three days. So She, was, she wasn't used on a wash rag to wash his parts. Well, well she was uh, she was <laughs> M- oh, yeah. Milking the uh, the uh, bull, so to speak. Oh, come on! Eh? So, to keep his essence around. 
if you know what I mean. Well, I mean, no, but that was another question I had for James. Like, in the book, did they even hint that she did anything to sexually assault him? Because no. I didn't want to think that in the movie. Then I'm thinking, wait, if he's out for a few days and she knows who he is, his fan... Would she actually do she something? Wants him to like, fall in love naturally, Bill. That's what yeah, she wants. Yeah, because she's in love with him and has always been in love with him. No, it, never it, pressure him. They never touched that. that uh, for, surprisingly, considering it's Stephen King, he never goes there. Yeah, no, but um, that's why I just felt like that was a question I had to ask you. Because no, I it's yeah. it, it's a fair one given that that's something that totally, in, in, especially in book form, King would go for that yeah. if he felt it worked, but. I, I I mean I think it's like kind of smart to leave it up to like the imagination. Yeah. Because like I feel like that's like an extra layer of distraction. And yeah. if you think about like the narrative of misery, there is not a lot of subplot to this to this piece. It, it's very straight ahead. The onions peeling, but it's pretty much entirely between the two of them. You know. It's good there's no sexual stuff. It makes her psychotic stuff even more psychotic. Because exactly. She's so, cra- she's so cra- crazy, she won't give in to, like, the, the, the temp, you know, the flesh and have sex with him. You know what I mean? I actually agree with Matt on that. I think it would have cheapened his, his insanity, her insanity. Pure mental anguish. No desires, cardinal temptation. Well, I do like that. It just cuts it out completely. Yeah. Well, it, it, does make, think, it does make it more terrifying. Absolutely. I also think it plays to her mental state because, like, when it comes down to it, she may be in love with him, but she's also living in this fantasy land where the characters in this book are like all she's got. Yeah, that's all she cares about. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't feel like I feel like Annie Wilkes in general has no actual sexual needs or desires like i don't even think like she i think there's i've always speculated there's a strong possibility she might even be a virgin mm. because she's never just linked up with people on that she level that. To, to form that kind of relationship you know what i mean right. i feel like she like lives in her fictional world and she puts the writer of that fictional world on the pedestal like he's god and unattainable and just something up here. And like all these characters are the people that she lives with. The only thing she can connect to is like his writing. Yeah. When, when you yeah. see her, sl- her slowly start to like unravel. Uh Oh, really she... is great in this role because like super creepy, like, and you put yourself in a situation where you can't leave and your you know, your legs aren't working and she's, she's big enough, you know what I mean? To fucking, Probably like outstrengthen you, you know, strangle you him over his shoulders. Oh well, yeah, I mean exactly. See her uh, pulling him out of the car. I mean, she takes him up all by herself. I mean, uh, technically, it might have been you know stuntman in in her outfit doing it in the movie, but I mean the whole idea in the story is that I mean she is definitely a a capable. Uh, strong woman that could. He's just a know. weak writer, Alex. Like a weak actor. You know how actors are all weak. He's just a weak writer. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> actors really are all weak. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Fuck you! Don't say that to me. Annie Wilkes could be in the Olympics and do the shock put. I think she'd actually yeah. be good in there. 
Greco-Roman wrestling. <laughs> she could be doing it. She could be competing against the trench bolt from Matilda. There you go. Oh, oh yes. yeah. She's coming out of Miss, like, Miss Trunchbull. Yeah. Yeah, I can totally see that. McAfee's prettier. Be, oh yeah, for sure. Kathy, yeah. Kathy Bates is. Uh, oh yeah, she's a wonderful human being. I and, loved her in this in this movie. Yeah. I mean, but after all, she won the Oscar for this role. I mean, she, did. she clearly, you know, I mean, this movie won you know a few awards, and um, I believe a few, but I know Kathy won for Best Actress, and she just. I think she became like one of America's sweethearts after this role because, you know, she came from theater. She had done some small film stuff, but this really kind of, you know, put her in a leading situation. And this kind of really propelled her into doing more film stuff. Well, I think think it's interesting, you know, bringing up the award wins for that misery gut because I feel like it sits in that kind of like, horror adjacent pocket with like silence of the lambs oh totally where where it's definitely a horror movie Mm. but it it is safely enough into the drama section without getting too supernatural too much of the blood and guts too much slasher or whatever it's it's safely in the dramatic horror and that's the brilliance of rob reiner keeping it in that realm because he loved doing thrillers but it's not like he was in a position where if he did this, he'll be typecast. He's like, let's do a, you know, a thriller that just kind of makes sense. And, you know, I think in the hands of a less director might have actually made it a little more horror oriented. But I think this so. really does fall, fall on that cusp of like, yeah. as you said, Promise the Lambs, they keep it in that category that's almost of its own caliber i guess you would say yeah i I would say so and i I do think it's like because i mean by this time reiner's pretty much a journeyman as far as like directors go he's got a couple of films under his belt as stand by me as we did earlier this year um i would actually i would even put dress to kill in that category as well yeah Yeah. but but fargo look at that shot fargo shot yeah Definitely Fargo. Fargo! But no, he he definitely... I think, like, this could have very easily fallen into something more harshly horror, like The Shining, or something in that regard, um, if if it weren't Reiner that was steering the ship on. Well, it's funny how you say The Shining, because I was even thinking, like, what if Jack Torrance went up against Annie Wilkes? Wow. Fun fun fact. Fun fact for you, Billy, Jack Nicholson was offered this role and uh, turned it down. I don't uh, think he would have fit. Uh, Richard, yeah. Dreyf- Richard Dreyfus was also offered the role. Good man, good man. I don't know who that is. Richard uh, Dreyfus? From, from, Matt from Hooper from, from Jaws. Oh, okay. I'm yeah, bad with that. a bad guy, I heard. Somebody said he was a bad guy. Richard Dreyfus? Oh, he's a massive asshole. Yeah. Plug it massive. up. I mean, he's an incredible actor, but yeah, massive asshole. <laughs> I don't even know if I'd say he's an incredible actor. He's incredible I actor. think he's an incredible actor. I think he's, I think an incredible he's done actor. some really. I think he's done some really great things. And, I, and I've heard of being him accused of being a massive grump. It happens, which you know, unfortunately, you know, some days are better than others. I can I understand. Oh. That. 
Yeah, but we all know his best role was What About Bob? I actually got to back that. I agree with that. I, I think What About Bob? I think that's, I think that's I think, his best movie. And then I, 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 know, I, I know of the stories of him and Bill Murray and all that, and that, you know, he hated the film. And, but as far as I'm concerned, Richard Dreyfuss' best acting performance was in What About Bob? And then I Bill agree. Murray. That was a hell of a performance, no matter how you cut it. I agree with you. He was straight up unhinged by the end of that. Movie. <laughs> I can it imagine was... the fights that could have happened on What About Bob between Bill Murray and him. Uh, you know, bickering, and there had to have been some wild shit that just nobody talked about. Well, I've well, heard, I've heard about Bill Murray being real fucking difficult on set himself. So that 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 could have. That could have a lot of it. A Bill's lot a big fan of the dead kids of Derry. We won't talk about that. <laughs> like Actually, it's funny because I did hear that uh, supposedly Bill Murray like threw something that almost hit uh, Dreyfus and says, you know, people only tolerate you. And that's it. And, that's and, funny. And that's it. No one really likes you. That's mm. That ate away at him for like 30 years. That's why he's mean to everybody. He thinks that he thinks he was right. He was telling the truth. Hey, it's a little, it's a little piggy. piggy. Ooh, little piggy. It's I feel like I piggy. need some bacon. I want some bacon. <laughs> There's no scene of her killing that pig, right? There should have been. No, I mean the pig misery. To show her a little misery. nothing gory. But something to show her a little, you know, not afraid to cut that throat, a little more psychotic would have worked. To go off-screen back, squeal. A to little off-screen squeal. Yeah. <laughs> the, lesser, the lesser director thing that you were talking about, like, if, if there was a lesser director, then maybe sex could have fell into the story. You know what I mean? More gore. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what I'm thinking. I'm, uh, I'm thinking somebody definitely would have leaned more into this, like, oh, no, this isn't fucked up enough. We need to make it more fucked up. Would, mm-hmm. In essence, they really wouldn't have gotten what, what was trying to be said here. Yeah. If they, didn't, you know? yeah. if they didn't trust the sledgehammer bit on paper, then it might have been changed to something more gruesome. Yeah. I like it. I like the sledgehammer bit, but... I do, too. It's so simple yeah. and painful. I mean... There's one thing, say, oh, taking the legs off or taking the feet off with a sharp object. Even just the Achilles being cut. Possibly with a motor attached, if you will. Would have been more visceral, but not necessarily as effective. Because I I think there's something to be said about blunt instruments doing massive trauma. Just yeah. real, you know what I mean? Just like, okay, it's a wood block and a hammer. Like, it's you just... You feel the heaviness. Yeah, you know, like, like it, it, it's not... It doesn't have the same effect as if you saw someone's foot and there's blood going everywhere. Like, it's it more, just... More torture you know? You think you yeah. cut off someone's foot, they're going to die in, like, an hour or two. But if you just if you just see your foot mangled into, like, just a broken flesh, you know what I mean? And it's not bleeding out. There's bleeding inside, of course, but it's just you know jumbled up shit. Then that's a lot worse. I feel. Ooh. And you just and you see like your foot like crooked and crumpled and turning black. Like it's yeah. so hard to even look at. I mean, K and B did an amazing job with the makeup effects between, like when she unveils his legs and we see them, and you know, and just like with. Um, I mean, this isn't a gore effects movie, but with what was fabricated, 
it's just it's so fucking unsettling really you have the best in the biz at the time making a real leg they said we want this to look as real as possible to the best people doing it that's what you get you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like if we we were making it we get billy coin to do the best fucking looking leg of all time right now bill we'll crack that motherfucker in half like an egg you also gotta think about it like they probably had an abundance of budget to play with because when you put this down on paper it's mo it's pretty much entirely single location yeah it's two actors and depending on like what the pay structure was i mean like they probably had a little extra scratch to go yeah how real can we make this leg yeah do like 50 of them till you get it like as real as possible Hmm. that's fine we don't care like because there was a lot of big names behind this so usually when you got big names behind something they give you more money <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I think they could have done better with like the head scene when she runs and falls and cracks. But like, it was really cool the way they did it. You know, I can't remember what I was gonna say. I just got super pumped about that. This, Sorry. Cheap, this would be pretty cheap if it's all soundstage stuff. You know what I mean? And you just get the exteriors in the winter, and then you bring everybody in. Shooting in the winter would suck with a big crew in a small area like that. You know what I mean? But it's um, Kathy's losing it. She's just as good as any other uh, psychopath of her time, you know what I mean, in the film. Just as good as Hannibal Lecter, you know what I mean? I know they're different types of crazy, but you got your Mark Wahlberg in Fear, quite possibly the best thing. After Boogie Nights, the best thing Mark Wahlberg ever did. I agree. The thing about Annie Wilkes and Mark Wahlberg and Fear and stuff, Lecter had the imagery, man. That's why he became an icon and maybe yeah. people didn't think so much about Annie Wilkes, you know? Um, you, you get that that shot of him in the straight jacket getting wheeled in with the mask and fucking Hopkins' eyes just lit, lit up like you, you just, you know he's insane. And so you, you get that kind of look and it's like that's something that people can latch on to, you know what I mean? And it sticks in your head. The thing about Annie Wilkes that makes her so scary is she is just so fucking ordinary looking. Yeah. 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 And her switch between like good and fucked up is pretty intense. Yeah, and it's quick. It is yeah. like, you know, like that. And, and then she brings like, it back. It's real yeah. mental health issue. Dress to Kill was a good, you know, Bill, when you brought that up, that was a good comparison film of mental health, you know, issues with that. 91 is when Silence of the Lambs came out. So this beat it by one year. <clears throat> this was before, you know, the book and the, the the book was out first, both of them. But uh, this hit screens before Silence of the Lambs did. So she was creeping people out before uh, Anthony Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I would put Annie Wilkes up there with, like, Nurse Ratched as, like, two of the top, like, villainous roles played by women. Far worse, I'd say, but I agree with that. That's good, good company. But yeah. I, Ratchet wouldn't kill you though. No, but I mean, warp the your thing, mind out, yeah. scramble your mind. <sighs> well, I mean, the thing is, if you actually go and read like the uh, One Flow Cuckoo's Nest book, she's yeah. so much worse in that than she was in the movie. She's downright abusive. Me? Downright abusive. Yeah. Killing? She killing? No, she's not killing. But she would have her orderlies like strap someone down and sodomize someone. Yeah. Like, Really? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty. That's bad. rude. Pretty 
yeah. pretty bad. Uh, it's beyond rude. It's wildly, you know, immoral, <laughs> illegal, horrible. There's, I mean, there's a whole lot going on there. But yeah, yeah no, no, Nurse Ratched was terrible in in, yeah. in the actual book. And yeah. the I almost felt bad for a little bit in the movie because she was just kind of doing her job away in a way. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, the thing is, that's like what that. they wanted. It that's how they did it in the play and how they did it in the movie. And uh, while the movie took some liberties, they did uh, you know change a little bit from the play, but they used that as the basis. Mm-hmm. But the, in the book, oh my god, she. <laughs> It, there's a whole chapter about how she manipulated everything so she would ha- be in power and be able to control the doctor who was supposed to be the one in charge. But while in reality, she was in charge puppet mastering the orderlies and everyone else. So if anyone gave her a lip, she would have them abuse the uh, the patients. She ran like a real warden, like in a yeah. prison, you know. Or... Yeah, it was bad. <clears throat> fucked up. You don't see too many of those like see-through glass uh, doorknobs anymore, like the the fake diamondy doorknobs. I used to see those all the time back in the day. Yeah, we used to have a lot of those. Now we don't even have doorknobs. You just kind of, it feels your presence and the door opens in the future of 2023. <laughs> yeah, I'm ahead of you guys by a couple of weeks. <laughs> I love this Matt fucking Fisher. sheriff, though. Huh? What's up, Billy Boy? Mandy Fisher, you're a time traveler, and I knew it. I can shapeshift and time travel, but don't tell the public. Man. Don't tell. I'm telling Andy Wilkes. What's Andy he did? He is Andy Wilkes. What's Andy do for money? Uh oh. He fell down again. He went boom. <laughs> he went boom boom. All that to wear. And, and you know, she had to when he had to go to the bathroom she, while he was unconscious, she had to handle his stuff for him. So she had opportunity. I bet she giggled like a little schoolgirl or something, you know what I mean? Because uh she's never been around people, so it's a first for her. Make way for Fanny. Yeah. That's the twist at the end where she's pregnant with his kid. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. And then she just does. She doesn't want to read books. Well, she reads more books now. Hmm. She reads a lot more books and watches more TV. She's re- rereading his misery series. What do you guys think happened to her to make her this way? I think she was bullied a lot and probably told that she wasn't like good enough. I I I vibe with some homeschooling. She never met anybody. <clears throat> Her, her, whoever, you know, her parents or maybe even not even her parents, maybe grandparents raised her or something. Old school, old school, old school value type deal. And uh, she kind of took care of them till they died. She uh, would have to know a few people to survive in the world. You know what I mean? She, uh, she was a nurse. For yeah, a while. for kids. And for kids? Um, she, uh, before she did Uh-oh. kids, she actually was helping she was killing people, um, you know. Oh, but these, yeah, medically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, these, but these people were already <laughs> dying. So she was, it was like an assisted suicide thing, but the blood was on her hands. And then she got promoted. Um, but she traveled, like, you know, she, she got caught one place and, like, she had to change her name and then she Ooh. changed her name again. So she traveled around and she was, you know, killing people. 
And as we, when when Jimmy Kahn is basically looking in the the red scrapbook, it really is a it's it's all over the place. Where this was a know, very painful she, moment was taking lives. He's, she's about to burn his book, Bill. No, no, she's making him burn his book. Ah, I, you know, I had a, I, I had a situation, I guess, with the movie script. Oh, <clears throat> when I was in a I was in a car accident, I lost my legs. I have so on. <laughs> And uh, Alex, yeah, I, I told him he had to burn the movie script, or I was going to solve his legs. It was actually (laughs) DJ Stan the Man too, and uh, he made me burn it. So I I was like, no, how different, nobody, it ain't happened. No, no. (laughs) That's a lie. I like how it turns around at the end too on her. Alex Hawk saw it off the leg. Then you see, do you get any? Do you see any sympathy to this character? <clears throat> what Annie Wilkes? You got to have a little bit of sympathy for her. Well, I, I mean, kind of do. I it's mean, not her thing... fault that she's became demented. You know what I mean? True, true. But I mean, it's then you're, you're stuck with the whole dilemma that okay, she knows what she's doing is wrong. Yeah. Okay. So she's she is off hinge, but she know it's not like. What she's doing, she thinks is 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 normal behavior. She knows what she's doing is wrong, but she does it anyway. And the fact is, yeah, what what probably happened to her is young has you know molded her to be this way. But shouldn't she uh, 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 still hold responsibility for uh, what she's doing? Yeah. I mean, right now she's <clears throat> lighter food yeah. all on James. <clears throat> Threatening to burn them up. This is pretty I mean, crazy, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the think thing about is, this. horrifying. Yeah, I mean, I think that yeah, in the end, that you should have sympathy for what she went through, but she should also be held accountable for her actions. This person feeds you as well. If you if you're gonna eat, you gotta eat her food. You know. If you guys were in this situation, can anybody think of a quick way they would try to kill her to get out of this situation in his in his position? Besides what he already tried, I was but, thinking about that. I would ha- I would probably like try to booby trap the room, like while she was gone, or like do something. Yeah. To like attack her, but it would have, I don't know. It'd be really hard because you're incapacitated. Yeah, I mean, you'd really just have to try and get... You're probably only going to get one good hit at her, too. Realistically, you'll lose balance. And that's all. <laughs> you could white... You could, you'd have to hide behind the door and get something heavy to clonk her on the head with. It's really the only thing you can do. Or, yeah. like, if you, get, you can bite her. If you if you get a good fucking really animal with you, you can, like, try and bite her neck or something. Or take the bottle on the shelf and stab her in the eye and just hope for, like, dear God, that she goes down. If you guys' <laughs> life was in danger like this... Would you fucking bite somebody's neck out? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Good. I'll even drink their blood. I wouldn't go that far. That's how you I'm get eight. Happy everybody would do and that. Well, you're gonna die right. somehow anyway. That, that would have been. Me. That would have been my exact approach. To, to doing this, I, 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 no, I'd rip her throat out. <laughs> That's one of the. Uh, that, those are the two things. I either get behind the door, or I'd have to go for the throat. You could eat my claret, claret if you could. I always say, if you're going to go, you go for the jugular. If I'm going out and someone basically is taking my life from me, there's no free pass. I'm biting their jugular. I just figured it hey, out. Hey, as 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 my psychiatrist always says, if you got to go, go with a smile. <laughs> you're corrupt. <laughs> I mean, 
I mean, you don't got to get all bloody about it either. Huh. You can just choke her out. Yeah. But with crazy like that, you got to make sure she's dead before you let go. Double tap. Always double tap. She, yeah. She'll, she'll always come back at least once or twice. Never do. Oh, no. Once she was out cold, I'd put a hammer through her skull. You guys ever see that uh, About Schmidt movie with her yeah. and Jack Nicholson? Yeah. Oh. I remember I they, applaud, they. I applaud her. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean. I mean, Jesus know. Christ. As, as, no, 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 no shame. And I applaud her. Good God for Kathy Bates. You know, I mean, you know, God bless her. I mean, she's just a. She's solid to whatever. When, when she gets into a role, she gets into a role and she just has fun with it. And she was, she was a fucking hoot in, the, in that movie. And Nicholson was great too. I remember being an awkward, like it was it's awkward marketed yeah. as like a comedy, but it was like the darkest fucking comedy I ever was like bleakest, weirdest movie. If, that I, if I remember correctly, like it was not, it a was incredible. Yeah. No, it was incredibly depressing. Yeah. It was like shakes the clown level depressing. Yeah. <laughs> the clown. Oh, Jesus Christ. I, I actually have that movie. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Bobcat, right? Yep. Yeah. Bobcat in the building. I got to say, what we need is more Bobcat Goldthwait movies. Right? Fuck yeah. Bobcat, the- if you're listening, you know, hit us up. We'll make it happen. She makes him a decent meal, at least. I mean, so you realize there's rat poison in it. That's the problem, yeah. It's always rat poison. I think she's going to find, realize the, that the fork's missing. But right there you go, right there, you can even fucking take a knife and, or even the fork. I'd like to think that he is a writer, but I, I'd, I'd like to think he could fucking get one over on her with the fucking fork. Shit. Probably. I mean, if you don't so, take so, out... So the- you're saying that he should fork her? He's got those typewriter <laughs> fingers. He should be able to pull it off. Fork her. You're so he should fork dirty. her hard, right? You're a dirty dude. You're going to get us took and, took and canceled out. What? What's wrong with fork? Forking's yeah. I know fun. what trying to... The world knows talking about trying tridents to. over there. I try to fork at least once a day. It's good fork. I say fork it up. Yeah. Exactly. I won't fork until marriage. There you go. I'm always being told to go fork myself. <laughs> really, Jesse? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, that's the narrative we're going with today. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure Annie Wilkes doesn't fork till mal- marriage also. And since she's <laughs> never going to get married, then she's not going to be forking having it. Never going to get married. Marry quick, though. I would absolutely think she has masturbated with the spine of a book, though. His book, yes. There you go. That explains the sticky pages. <laughs> oh, extra seasoning. It's fine. Hmm, a little salty. Smells like it's tuna all fish. natural. Oh. Smells like tuna fish. <laughs> Whoa! Look at that typewriter, guys. That's some heavy duty. Hey, he can use the typewriter to bludgeon her to death. That, that's an idea. That, I think you're onto something. The um, that might be the best one yet, Alex. That's a good choice. The, <laughs> I'm sure she's written with that typewriter. She's probably attempted to write herself. I'd be curious to read that. Those books, those little short stories. I want James Con bad. I want James Con bad. 
Well, God, please bring me James Caan. I mean, Matt, the way she critiques his writing and the way she's obsessed over his writing, yeah, I would say that she's definitely a bad writer. Oh, yeah. You know, like, she doesn't understand, like, narrative and plot, but she really wants to be a writer. You know what I'm saying? She started, she started a bunch and then said, I can't, this can't be, this can't be, it's not as good as his. Well, you can't compare yourself when you're doing art. Otherwise, that's, you'll never do it. That's yeah, great, so great many point. people do. Mm-hmm. And Paul Sheldon is his name, Alex. His name's not James Caan in the film. So she wouldn't be talking about calling You'll him. You'll always be James Caan. No well, matter who he just pass away? Hmm? He did. Didn't James Caan just pass away? Yes. He that's did why we must always Rest remember his name. I, I always got love. Thief is a classic film. I'm just going to call him Sonny. Wait, what was his name again? <laughs> James Caan. His I name know. was James Caan. His name was James Caan. I just want to know if Annie has read any Shutter King. Oh. <laughs> I would love to see if Annie's read Shutter King. I feel like that would be a very bad combination. <laughs> Bring Sam Neill and put him in him in bed instead. <laughs> in real life, she would read. If anybody's ever seen She Devil with Roseanne Barr, she would read whatever books the Meryl Streep character writes. I think. Hmm. I cross up those movies. Mm. Oh yeah. She's. A I'm big with fan. that. That makes sense. He's a big fan. Okay. You know what? I have always seen the cover, the VHS. You've never seen She Devil. I've never actually double, seen the movie itself. A big good double feature with this. Very good film. Ed Begley Jr. Roseanne. I love Ed Begley Jr. He's film royalty, too. Best friends with Carrie Fisher. Used to be. Yeah. Once upon a time. Then yeah, Carrie Fisher number. just ascended and left him behind. There you go. There you go. Kathy Bain. I like that workout shit. Hey, workout shit? Yeah, we could. That's workout shit. That's like, a, she oh. got, looks like an apron. Me and her could wear the same clothes. <laughs> a good luck for her. I want to see any Wilkes in your wardrobe. Um, maybe a Motel Hell shirt. I support that. She'd be a better person if she did that. Actually, if you kind of think about it, like you, uh, you think of even like um, Ida from Motel Hell. Yeah, a little bit in there. Oh, she's gonna fucking. This scene just made me realize yeah. that, so she's been wearing a cross the whole time. She's Makes me think, like, maybe her childhood was, like, a, like, really badly strict, like, oh, yeah. situation. Because, like, that scene oh, yeah. there sounded like she was talking to a child. And it's like, wait, I think that's the connection. Yeah, quite, no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, if you, I mean, as as we've watched already a bunch of Stephen King films on this journey, as it is, Stephen King has a very interesting relationship and feelings when it comes to uh, not just religion, but those who tout religious ideologies or, or beliefs and all that, and usually always showing them out to be, you know, hypocrites. Well, yes. he he writes uh, like romance books, right? Isn't that what Jay, like the James yeah. Conn's character so, yeah. Paul yeah. Paul Sheldon writes? Right? Like, no, no, it's like more like hard boiled detective. Oh, okay, stuff. all yeah. right. 
Fair enough, fair enough. So it's thrilling and intriguing. Well, yeah, because I thought Misery was the series that he's writing. That's more of like a thriller sort yeah. of. It, it almost like it's an encapsulation of like, if, if Stephen King was ever in a movie, I always thought like Paul Sheldon is probably the closest character he would be associated to, considering as a writer, kind of writes in the genre. That's what I always got. Yeah, no, you're, you're not That's wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was also the inspiration for Sutter Kane. Yeah, no, absolutely. But like, but in the King universe, it's almost like I always thought he saw most of himself in this role, just being like, oh, well, here's a writer who also writes in the genre, knowing that King can write more. Any, anybody ever pick a lock do. like that? That's an old, no, old fashioned way of doing it. I'm with. I'm not at liberty to discuss. <laughs> I, I've only done the credit card deal with the doors. I've oh, I've done, done like the, the butter knife two, credit card. Two. Well, you put it in the like slide it type deal. I never mm-hmm. got in there with things to like, you know, you got to move it up and down until you unlock it. Yeah, one of the doors I use never took oh, yeah, in prison. You got to take classes in prison. Fun, fun College. fact. Fun yeah. fact. Werner Herzog's film school in Germany. Yeah. Lock picking is a class. Because <laughs> yeah. it's Werner it. Herzog. Because <laughs> yeah, of course it is. Yeah, yeah, because people were trying to get out of the locked room with Werner Herzog. Uh, That's why lock to... picking was a class. No, it's because when you need to shoot somewhere or somebody locks up your equipment, you got to be able to steal it back. You know what I mean? Bingo. That's what it is. And in the next class, we will teach how to avoid confrontation. With Klaus Kinski. Silence. Yeah. Werner Herzog absolutely does not know how to avoid confrontation with Klaus Kinski. <laughs> he was all about confrontation with Klaus Kinski. <laughs> oh, man. Those two, I mean, crazy as Klaus was, yeah. crazy as he was, Herzog knew how to harness him. And it was amazing what he, the, the performances he can get out of that man. Mm-hmm. All I can say, he was an amazing performer, but I don't like anything about him as a person. <laughs> oh no, Kinski's a was a fucking madman. Madman. I was blown away when I found out about the bullshit that uh, David Schmoller had to deal with him, even on Crawl Space. Yeah, every single director. When he when his obituary was written up in uh, Playboy magazine, that was the one quote. Uh, no director had a good word for him, which unfortunately is a hard thing to say about someone. If, if, but he was a masterful actor. Yeah, but here we are. He's taking a roll down crazy lane. Our intrepid hero begins to discover. His- he found his He even signed her own photo of him. That's creepy. See, when you're at a convention, you gotta be careful that the things that people bring out to sign aren't old pictures of yourself. <laughs> you might end up in a weird shrine in their house. Yeah. Speaking as someone who has had a stalker. Hey, real hey, James, about it. Not even James, cracking a joke. 
James, we talked about this. You're not supposed to tell people about our, our relationship prior to Dead Kids. Yeah, we, even the court order said so. Me, me no. and James, I didn't know me and James shared that in, in common. We both had stalkers. But if and you they were both me. If you ever do a convention and they bring up a picture of you in your bathroom, yeah, if you get signed, that's a problem. Yo, yeah. I was at work and this guy came up to my register. Like, he waited in line to come through my line and he pulled up his phone, looked me dead in the eyes and said, we're friends. And it was an old-ass photo of me from, like, my very first Facebook. So it's, like, years ago. Yeah. And I'm like, we're friends? You can leave now. Mm-hmm. Weird. Super weird. Mm-hmm. Yes. But no, no, I, I have had a stalker. No matter what, stalkers, they're terrible. Kelly's only been on the other side of that. <laughs> I have dealt. You know, I really don't even want to talk about it because I'm not even comfortable talking about it. But you know, you know who's not uncomfortable? James Conn in his fucking wheelchair, brother. Exactly. Leave it up to Jimmy Conn and leave it up to Kathy Bates behind the wheel. She's very comfy. She's got a music going and a ride. She's going the speed limit where she feels safe. And James Conn is crawling to freedom. Oh, trying to at least. Trying well, to. Them. All I was going to say about it was coming from someone that has had some experience with this, like the attention to detail of how stalkers actually think the, 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 the obsession that King put into the book and then Reiner then transformed into the film yeah. is incredibly masterful. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. Well, Reiner, I'm sure, has seen a few stalkers in his day. This is way, you know, before he ever, ever got behind the camera to direct, he was a fucking famous actor, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Plus, also, his father, Carl Reiner himself. And his father. Is, yeah, so you can only assume that, I mean, there would probably be stalkers for his father and then later as bet, well for him. Yeah, like in that in that world, I bet when like your father is somebody famous, there's a lot of weird people that kind of come, try to come in your life to kind of work through, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. maybe, and I'm sure he's, there's been quite some characters. Oh, yeah. I, I, want, I want to give James Conn a lot of credit in the Please scenes so, yeah. of, of him trying to uh, get around uh, with, you know, the bad legs and all that. I mean, you truly believe that he's, you know, struggling and and he's in pain every time he tries to uh, move around and and escape, and 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 he has great fear in his eyes, which really translates. Wait, I was watching this earlier to prepare for this. Strangely, strangely enough, when he's in the thing, the wheelchair in the room, I was imagining Buddy the Elf. Because <laughs> the, the son, I was like kind of pushing him, like, "Oh, how can you back to your room?" And I'm like, "Cause you know, it's like he man, he's struggling." I'm imagining if I don't know, that just like strangely popped to my head. Uh, James Con came to set one day, hungover, and by the end of the day, uh, they realized the footage was all unusable. So the Rob Reiner told them that there was an issue with the lab, and the negatives were all fucked up. The film was fucked up, and then later when he found out that he was uh, when he was the dude who fucking caused it. He 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 put up his own money to cover the fucking cover the day of that he, that he fucked up for everybody. So I gotta give kudos for that. 
Yeah, it's a stand-up thing, man. You know? Especially, I guess, if you're going to show up all hungover like a fucking animal. So at least you can do you fucked up the day. James Kahn, rest in mm-hmm. peace. Yeah. Yeah, you show up on my set all fucking hungover and you fuck my day up. That's when I get the wood block and the sledgehammer. You know sledgehammer your fucking ankle. Oh, don't threaten me with a good time, James. <laughs> I like a nice piece of wood and a hammer all day. A lot of, yeah. A good good Lord pounding. Jesus. That is the sickest thing I have ever heard you say on this show. I can imagine it. And that's saying something. <laughs> Alex, you're so hot. Oh, I like that. I haven't known that in a long time. I am dead. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> well, what can I say? Kathy Bates just brings out the uh, the craziness in me. I mean, it's quite the inspiration. Yeah. Kathy Bates is a type. Annie is a type. I've I've, I've seen many Annie walking through the grocery store and stuff like that. Me too, and they all say, God, that Matthew Fisher is one hot hunk Coming of down from the mountain to get groceries every month or so. Now, you know what I, mean? I may not see a lot of Annie Wilkes types. I see a lot of Annie At Wilkes. least visually, but I have definitely dated a lot of Annie Wilkes types mentally. Yeah. <laughs> and The yeah, only Annie Wilkes types I've ever seen visually have kind of come in the form of, like, lunch ladies. Mm. In lunch lady land. You mean the ones that slip you the sloppy Joe and says, I hope you laugh X no, to me, no. boy. <laughs> I, I totally get what I totally get what Billy's saying. Like the dead look in their eyes, the broken thing as they stir the coleslaw, they're just staring in the abyss wishing they were dead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I get it. Yeah. Mental health. Mental health. <laughs> Bro, they're fucking lunch ladies. I don't even think it's a mental health issue. It's just God, where the fuck did I steer my life wrong? They just want to stay close to the guidance council that helped them through their childhood. Yeah, that's it. That's what they do. It's funny. When I was, like, really low in my mental health thing, I was actually contemplating being a lunch lady. See? (laughs) So Uh that makes sense. See? It all adds up. They're all broken, dude. I'm not saying it in a way of condescension. I feel for them. I know a lunch lady. Well, it's like you... You want to be around kids. You want to be around the happy, but then you end up only realizing a can, only a lady uh, can say that. No, 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 no. Any no. of, I, if any I of us guys want to be around kids, we want to yeah, be no, around. No. I, I meant like females. Only female and, lunch ladies. No yeah. penises in the kitchen, please. I've never Drop seen a male lunch door. person. <laughs> oh, hold saying, on. Are you one. saying? Are you saying I have to keep my meat out of the kitchen? Yes. Uh, okay. All of it this time. Block, if you all leave the kitchen again, it ends up on the block and it's getting chopped, just like the rabbi said, more than half off. Oh, Pizza I'll day would be very confusing left. that day because that would not quite be pepperoni. <laughs> but it's spicy that pepperoni. Mm. Oh, boy. That's it's a reporter show. Those are professional <laughs> newscasters. I look like. Right out of Groundhog. That was as professional looking as in Groundhog. That's what it is. That's what I like. Really good lighting, by the way, in Groundhog. Thank you very much. You're did it all myself. Coin <laughs> <laughs> did it all. No, maybe Alex did it all. You all did it all. It is because it of my, my, my soul uh, shines so brightly that I lighted the entire set. That's what it is. You shine bright, Alex. Bioluminescence. Even when he's chopped in half, he's still yeah. shining. What can I say? When I'm chopped in half, I still have my better half to comfort me at night. 
They, yeah. Even though it's an ass, but you know. <laughs> oh my. So this is where he finds out that it's really arsenic or? I think he's figuring out that he knows what ar- ain't good. He knows what arsenic tastes like. This ain't good. He does it to get high. <laughs> it's a recreational thing yeah. for him. If you kill enough think... of the brain, if you kill enough of the brain at once, you get a you trip out for a little bit before it comes back. Mm. It's called a K hole. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think they ever specifically say in the film that it's arsenic or anything. No, they like don't that. say anything about it. That's why I asked. Yeah, they. I think they just allude that the drugs ain't doing them no good. What what do you guys think the outcome would be for this? Do, you know, you think that she'd just live there forever? That would be the deal, or do you think that you know you would want to save some pills to try and kill yourself off? What's the story? Yeah, I think uh, no matter <laughs> how you did it, like she was going to kill you either way because she knows that you're not willing to stay there. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. You could fake it till you make it, and break it, and run for your life. I mean, I mean yeah. That's a survival you trait. Once you're strong enough. Once you're strong enough, strong like bull, like hot bull. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, he was able to get out of the uh, the room at, at at one time. Okay, what he could do is like save up all the pills and then like go into the refrigerator and then like spike her like milk, lemonade, or you know, uh, blood of Jesus Christ, whatever she drinks uh, in the morning. Wouldn't you just kill her though if you could get if you got that close to things? Yeah, kitchen knife, just get a kitchen knife <laughs> and wait back, go sit, lay back in your bed for her to come and and just act, go. Oh, I got a pain in my back. And you turn me over and get bed sores, and then you just fucking. That's where he went wrong. He waited to to kill her. Yeah, that's why he hid the knife. Like he should have never fucking done that. He fell in love with her, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was like, "Oh my god, I have a thing for crazy women, and damn, you do it for me." That's the awkward hard on. What awkward the hell? Ending. Hey, 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 buddy! I told you to stay down tonight. I'm not giving her a standing ovation, even though I'm laying down. Wow. <laughs> Give it a few punches, you'll be fine. I mean, Stockholm syndrome's a thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. If she, if, if this were to go on long enough, it could work. The brain's going to trick itself into being like, okay, this is normal now. This is good. It's just, it's a natural response to captivity. You become more docile to it. This should have been like an alternate ending 40 years later or whatever when they're an old couple and like they're all like happily there's kids and stuff like that. He's still in a wheelchair. He's like, he's still giving him the pills. He's broken. He's a broken dude where like you can tell that he does want to be there still, but he has to be because of what? Mental health, yes, 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 yes. Very of a man. The whim of a madman. Kathy Bates killing it. Um, is this the peak of her career? I'm trying to think of something else she did equally as big. Uh, fried green tomatoes was a huge thing. She yeah, did. yeah. Water boy was a bigger thing. I not for her though. Not for I'm her. I'm kidding. <laughs> she's the lead. She's kind of the star of this, and this was a big deal. So she won an Academy Award for it. Huge respect amongst the Academy and all that. This is probably it for her. Like as what far my as my favorite, no, no offense. Kathy Bates performances 
doesn't get talked about that much. The late shift, which was about the late night battles with Letterman and Leno. Oh, that I was good. Hell yeah. She, and yeah. she plays the agent representing Leno at the time. Mm. She won the award for that role too. Really? And it's almost like she, it, the, the funny thing is, her response when she won is like, I won? And it's like, she, I forget. she was up against some amazing competition. I just can't remember. But when she won, she was like, it's like she almost was not expecting it. It felt so out of left field. And she was so gracious and humble, you know, as she is when she receives awards. But, you know, I, um, I love that movie because she just plays like this hard-ass agent that's just representing Leno. And um, it's a great movie. If you can find it, I would highly recommend it. It's called oh, yeah. the, the, the Late Shift. I got the VHS of it. And I think it's Daniel Roebuck, actually, I think, that plays Lena. Yeah. It is. And he, yeah, he's, he's wearing, he wears a prosthetic chin, too. Yeah, the prosthetic Because <laughs> no human could ever have that chin in real life other than Leno. It had to be. Oh, oh Bruce Campbell. Mm. Chin off. Like, yeah, uh, face off, but those two dudes instead. I'm usually a pretty big fan of her characters in the American Horror Story. Yeah. As well. Yeah, that was maybe not necessarily, maybe not necessarily the show, but like her performances are always really good. Yeah. You know, she's just a very good actress at the end of the mm-hmm. day. I yeah, mean, yeah. Whether she, what she's about at the beginning of the night? Thrillers, I mean, she's very versatile. Yeah. I'm with you. I I loved her in The Water Boy. I think she was very funny. As ridiculous as it is. But Mama says. Oh, she's great in it. She's just and the movie was huge. I just she was not that big of a part. I'd say I'd have to say misery. And uh, I think as far as like accolades, professional recognition, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I do have to say it was funny. I, I saw an interview with her where uh, she was talking about uh, getting the uh, call about the water boy, and she didn't know who Adam Sandler was, and she mentioned really? it to, mentioned it to like her, uh, her granddaughter or daughter, and she said, "You don't know who Adam Sandler is," and then you know showed her pictures, and then she decided to take the uh, the uh, audition or meeting or whatever she had to do. And then, of course, later decided to do it. I got big respect. Bonus features on the disc. That sounds really familiar. Huh? I believe that's the bonus features on the disc. I definitely heard that story as well. She does. Yeah, she does. She's good at the dramatic stuff. And she could do a lot of anything, really. You know what I mean? She's uh, And she's been doing it forever. So much respect. Much respect. Yeah, she's... uh... She's definitely one of um, the best uh, actresses of you, all time. In my Alex, opinion. you got to do a movie where you play your young husband. I want to see that for like. But for Kathy Bates, sure. In the movie, it's a it's a romantic she, comedy she, about. She struggles. can take the sledgehammer to my legs. It's anytime. the romantic com- romantic comedy about the struggles of the age difference between you guys. It's, it's I love you, baby, so much. You can chainsaw my legs off. Sun- no, it's not like that. Get your mind together. Sundance <laughs> exclusive, Hawk. This, this is going to change your life, okay? No jokes. Mm, date night. You got to love date night. That's what it's fucking called, date night, dude. <laughs> you got it. That's the dress show wear throughout the whole film. Ooh. Very old. She wore that way back when. 
Yeah, she did. We call it date night. She comes out wearing that dress. She's got a gas pre. She's got a gas powered concrete drill. There's a big ass dildo on the end of it. <laughs> and she's also quoting lines from Dolores Claiborne. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So, baby, you're saying you're going to drill all night? <laughs> We're going out to the yard to watch the eclipse. <laughs> oh, man. The eclipse of your booty hole. <laughs> Woo! In goes the drill. <laughs> man, are you digging for oil? Look how comfy they're getting. Her oh, yeah. Dream, her yeah, dreams you know, are coming. This is everything I, she ever wanted in life. I, so I'm she, just waiting for her to throw them on the, on the table and, and, and take them, you know, Kathy Bates style. After marriage. Marriage would probably have to be in place. Yeah, but he was out for three days. He probably brought in the preacher, married her, married him. So it's all legal, you know. If he if he proposed, she forges proposed. she forges signatures. Yeah, yeah. But if he proposed, that would I wouldn't be surprised by a forging. But if he if he proposed, she'd say yeah, and then they'd have sex. Ah, uh, he's putting the the bad stuff in a drink. See, I was right. I knew he was going to try to do something like that. <laughs> What a bad guy! It's a date rape drug. It's the date rape drug. He's up to sh- he's up to the shenanigans. He put the he's wrong He put the wrong baggie in. That's the date rape drug. <laughs> he usually keeps it in his bag, his pocket for uh, you know. Might find a butcher knife being a writer. Drink, drink it all, and she knows. She knows what's up. I was thinking that too. She's not stupid. She's too smart. She reads his books. She can read. You know what I mean? <laughs> she can read. Yeah, we. she's wicked smart. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, bummer. She can oh, be a bu- janitor at Oh, fiddlesticks. That goes all the stuff I saved up for all that time <laughs> trying to kill you and you just build it all over. And he How has that look like. And he has that look like what? Like what, you think he destroyed the knife? No, he just—it was the yeah, smallest accident. He's acting like a true alcoholic when you <laughs> when you when you ruin booze and he's yeah. just like fucking his mind's blown apart like someone just died in front of him. Yeah. Built the fucking wine, poor guy. More alcoholism. Terrible. 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 Now he had to fake that the best that performance ever. After that, he can't he can't let her know that he's very super disappointed. But fucking now he is. That's tough. It's a tough hit. It's fucking tough stuff, man. That was his escape plan going up in smoke, you know. Yeah. Sucks. I wouldn't want to be that guy. I loved uh, when I was reading, doing some research about this, how much Kathy Bates absolutely loves. Working with James Conn. Of course. Yeah, I think the two of them had the great chemistry in this film. I yeah, bet he's a lot yeah. of fun. I, yeah, I bet he's a lot of fun. Or he, well, I bet he was a lot of fun to shoot with. Seems like a cool guy. You know, coming, you know, coming hungover is a little, uh, you know, I'm not a fan of that, but, you know, maybe he was fucking. Maybe he got to drink with uh, some cool folks the night before. Who's to say? Who's to say? Now we'll never know. Well, Only 
we could always do a seance and maybe James Kahn. This this whip out the Ouija board. Let's see if we can. Well, hey, every ghost has a summoning name or word. What would yeah? We just got to we just got to figure out the trigger signal, and then he'll he'll channel through our 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 resident um you know ghost vessel, <laughs> which is Billy Coin. He's getting ready for it. I just don't know what the word is. We got to figure that out. Uh, typewriter? <laughs> nope, any typewriter. Any typewriter. I feel like if he was going to react, if James Conn, the ghost of James Conn was going to react to anything, it would be from the Godfather. Because for him, this is a, for misery was a footnote for him. The Godfather is what got him all the recognition, you know what I mean? Mm. I like this, uh, uh, this scene. It's like a complete switch. And that's where like the true like sadness comes in for her character. Mm-hmm. That's where I like where I feel sympathy in any sort. Anywhere else in the movie, I kind of don't, but right here I do because it's like raw almost. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the whole character is like of Annie Wilkes is running away from a big sad. Yeah, and she, that's she, sad. Yeah, no, she. Yeah, she's lonely. She. I feel like something happened in the before times that triggered her to act this way. Oh yeah, not just her, not just her upbringing. Like there's some trauma back there that made her retreat from the world. Yeah, I just appreciate the switch off. Uh, she's a uh, somebody could have told her she doesn't see public because public wouldn't like her or something. You know what I mean? And that's one way to kind of keep her home, which you know sometimes overbearing people wouldn't want their kid to stray. So they would say something wild like that, and especially crazy, strict Christian parents. Yeah, they'd do some shit like that. You Here. cannot go out dancing. Dancing leads to the devil. Exactly. Some footloose shit. You. It does, though, Alex. Some footloose shit. Oh shit! Ooh, she's pulling out. Pulling out my Glock. The fucking Glock on him. He's he's seen that before. He's like, uh, why do you have a gun? I thought I was the only one who had a gun in this. <laughs> That's some pretty good acting by James Caan, dude. Yeah. Like pulled, pulled the gun out for real on set. I think it's easy to get yourself unsettled with a gun. Mm. Well, she's nuts. She's, like, great. Her performance is fantastic. She, Especially that line, I think I'm going to go fill this now. Yeah. Or I might go fill this. And it's just like, ah! She gives him a lot to play off of, you know what I mean? When, when when you're dealing with it, when you feel like you're dealing with the actual thing, it's easy to, like, be horrified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to say, I think one of the best things about James Conn's performance in here is yeah. he does a lot with a little. Yeah. And he leaves pretty much all the, you know, over the top and all that and with for Kathy, Kathy goes back and forth between you know being normal to you know losing her shit, which gives her character more, I would say, emphasis because he's so he doesn't take anything away from her. So the entire focus is always on her, even when he's in the room, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. Plus, like, even like with the typewriter, 
and how he's also exercising with it. He's able to get around the house, you know, a little better because his upper strength is definitely, you know, he's he's able to maintain that even though he's not able to use his legs so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this is a tall order for any two actors to have a piece that goes on as long as this does, a feature length piece, be an entire, entirely when you really boil it down, a character study mm. between two people. And and to have just two actors carry that whole narrative. That's, I mean, that's intimidating for anybody. I would say even actors of their caliber, they might have paused a minute and went, can I do this? Because that's, that's, that's not easy. You yeah. know? Right. So I have an immense amount of respect for both of them for this. Oh, for, for this sure. Movie. Great performances. You know, like you were saying earlier, I think it's just an all-around great film. I mean, everybody that's the top of their game, be it director or actors, were like, mm-hmm. everything was going full force, working the way it should have been for this. Yeah, this is this is masterclass stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, originally this was going to be a Richard Bachman book. But uh, King discussed. They they figured out the King was Bachman, so he uh, that was kind of the end of it. He said he died. He said Bachman died. (laughs) Bachman died in a car accident, and he mysteriously was found years later underneath the floorboards of a crazy old woman's house. And misery then was born. Imagine if King went out with a crazy wild deal, like they found bodies in his basement. Like that's how that when he died, there was like some crazy thing found about him. That'd be I would actually be wildly surprised by that because he's like one of the nicest dudes. Oh yeah, I'm not <laughs> saying he's a bad dude. It's no, that's what I mean. Bad. It would be like so out of character. Well, they always say it's the quiet ones. You know what I mean? But, but he's not quiet. He's stuff like that. But he's not quiet at all. He's a wild man on social media. You seen the shit he's been saying about Elon Musk lately? No. Oh, it's fantastic. Yes, hating on him. <coughs> wow. Well, no. Ooh. Look at that. He's he's getting his knife moves down. He's like, okay, when she comes up, one flick of my wrist, I will sever her head from her neck. <laughs> what if he like gashed himself by doing that? <laughs> That's what I always thought. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it would make sense. You should just put it under his leg or something. But yeah, that's too much. There's too much going on. Yeah. He got the moves, though. Takes more than just the moves. It does take more than just the moves. It takes the style. The motion of the ocean. So he, like, falls asleep and he wakes up in the morning, like, the knife's out, and she's just, like, she's tucking the knife because he fucking fell asleep with it. Oh, awful. Be bad planning. Yeah. Did not work out. Could have thought this through a little bit more. You think he would eventually ever make his way into the world? If, if you know, even for press and stuff, I feel like should probably be like, nah. Speak as his agent, you know what I mean, or his manager, and be like, he doesn't do appearances anymore. He's, He's going to be living here from now on. Yeah. How, just... long, how long was he in this house for? 
A very quite a while. Quite a bit. Yeah. I know it takes a long time for your legs to heal, so it's like I was thinking like months, but like, sure. what the fuck? Um, I don't. Do they? Uh, does anybody remember if they actually give like a specific time frame in the movie? I don't movie? believe so. I do. I just watched I, it recently. In the book, it's like the entirety of like a winter, um, but a winter in like Minnesota, so six months. Shit. Yeah, he's there he for had a no hot other minute. family. No, no, he was there for a hot minute. Like he was there for a while. Perfect type of person to kidnap then. A lot of my questions are answered. <laughs> she saved him. You know, he'd be dead without her, so he's hers anyways. That's how it works, right? Finders keepers. I, I guess. Get tied I, to the bed. I guess. I got my very own Paul Sheldon to add to my <laughs> Paul Sheldon. <laughs> okay. It's just by pure fate that it, it's her favorite writer of all time, or quite possibly favorite person of all time, pretty much. Yeah. Well, all of a sudden you find out that she has like different houses with different people in different uh, rooms, all all drugged up. And you're uh, not entirely off, Alex, on yeah. that. <laughs> I was, I was just, I was just joking. More, 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 Is that it's like you're going back to like her hospital days. Oh. You know? Yeah. And, you know from. Killing and then getting to the maternity ward where she was the head nurse. And mm-hmm. that was, I mean, you know, she, her nursing career, she was like a, a Kevorkian, you know, of source, you know. Yeah. And then just kind of escalated. And then her first husband, I think she killed him. Yeah. And, um, but it's just, uh, fuck, I can't remember if it was the, I want to say it was a hitchhiker she picked up, and he said he was going to the Overlook Hotel, and she ended up actually killing him. Yeah. So she has had quite a body count. Do you know why she killed him? Because she could. Yeah, because she's just... You need to make an advance towards her, or what? Just she she was was a psychopath or defending herself type deal. I mean, she definitely comes across in in the history little bio thing I saw on her as, you know, someone who just really was born a bad seed um, and went into uh, the medical field, you know, had very strong parents that had, as you guys said, you know, very strong religious, you know, um, ways and just kind of, you know, and and now she lives by herself, you know, she has her pig, you know, she's kind of, you know, just doing her thing and how this whole thing. work. No work. Yeah, I mean, you can only so uh, take so much loving from the pig. She has an Etsy page. You know, <laughs> uh, I mean, the pig does a lot of rooting around, but ever so often that gets a little boring. She oh, actually makes that oh, bone jewelry. Here, here's he's, the scene. Here's the biggest he, scene of he's all. He's bringing out oh, the wood. Oh, man. This oh, the big old wood. This is very horrifying. This is one of those, definitely one of those less is more type deals. Uh, and you do see something. The build up to this is pretty intense. I'm feeling a little uncomfortable seeing it on this miniature screen. My uh, ankles my are weak. Memories are coming back, yes. Ouch, ouch. Oh, Ooh. Fuck. Just seeing that foot twist, man. That's oh, like... so good. Mango. Ah, my other ankle hurts. 
Holy smack. I thought that was a good decision, though, that they didn't show both. They just gave yeah. you the one, and then you just hear it for the second one. Like, uh, one's more than another. Uh-huh. I, I bet agree. a lot they knew. They knew a lot of the audience would turn their head for it anyway, so you might as well just show the sound. Because that first hit's pretty gruesome. A lot of people probably covered their eyes. They were like, oh, shit. Right. Uh, yeah. Such a... Oh, God. That, I mean, that effect... Yeah. It's just one of those effects that is just almost a little more memorable than the movie itself. It's yeah. like people know that angle snap, and it's like, oh man, misery. That's that, that's a tough one. Yeah, you don't need gore. Yeah, oh boy, it really didn't. I mean, the sound of the sound engineering work was fantastic. The makeup effects were fantastic. It just it all came together to make something like way worse than if they had sawed the foot off. You know what I mean? And it's, oh yeah, it's just nasty business. Yeah. I love it, but nasty business. People can Farnsworth is rooting around. This dude, he's killing it. He's trying to figure out what's going on. Buster. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah uh, this reminds me of the devil's rejects when the cop goes got that little vibe to it yeah yeah it's like you he's just such like a pure hearted man I believe in the law and the law gotta be upheld he's well I wear this tall 10 gallon bucket hat on my head yeah. I wear it uh, you know, cover my most prized possession. Mm. My 10-gallon head. <laughs> my 10-gallon head? <laughs> it's up to you to decide which head he's talking about. Oh! Oh! He also keeps a peanut butter and jelly sandwich underneath his hat, too. Now, that's a strong possibility. He's talking about his wing. 10-gallon <laughs> head. That should be a t-shirt, too. Jesse's doing artwork. A 10-gallon head. I'd like to see Alex talk with a 10-gallon head. Okay. That'll well, be on okay, a couple of That's a horrifying out. thing. I'd feel bad. I've seen pictures of people with 10-gallon heads. It's not good. I'll portray it in my art. Elephantitis of the head. Yeah. <laughs> not good. It's a bad time. Yeah. It kind of gives you a limp after a while. And I thought elephantitis of the nuts was bad. <laughs> I've seen some wild shit with regards to the balls. People sitting on their own scrotums and shit. Yeah. That's wild. Or the kneeing of the scrotum and yeah. then the coming. <laughs> Yikes. Coming to town? Coming wow. to town. Just like Santa. Just like Santa, guys. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. That's why they arrested him last time. Because yeah. he's just... That Alex Hawk is Video cassettes. That's like a whole, new ver- that's a whole new version of the song. Santa Claus <laughs> is coming in town. Oh. <laughs> he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He's going to clean your face. No, the second line is he sees when you're sleeping, but his pants are off. That's, <laughs> that's it. He's come to clean your pipes. 
He's gonna hug a bad tree until he comes twice. Oh, uh, that's nasty. And we just went to a whole new level. Anybody I feel have, icky, man. Anybody watch Castle all of Rock? What? Castle Rock? Show Castle Rock? Yeah. I guess that's the prequel to, to the Annie story. Sort of. Yeah. Castle Rock is kind of like an amalgamation of all of King's stuff. Yeah. So in the second season, Annie Wilkes, massively played by Lizzie Kaplan, if anybody's familiar, goes to Salem's Lot. Hmm. Mm. It's so, interesting. Did return to Salem's Lot? Oh, no, no, no. It's no thank fuck it's not. Um, <laughs> Salem's Lot. to Salem's Lot. No, it's a pre-vampire Salem's Lot. Ah. She goes to the town and does what Annie Wilkes does. Oh, it's interesting. That yeah, is it's interesting. it's pretty cool. I like it's that. Cool. Uh oh, she's digging away James Gunn. She's gonna hide him. She's him it's the fun. Closet. <laughs> Doesn't she just like throw him down there? I think so. Basically. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sheriff, but oh, I gotta no, hide nice. my little boy toy. Man, she threw him right over the shoulder. That was that was sweet of her. Throws it down on top of him. <laughs> I was waiting for her to do that. No, shut up! I'm here to buy bullets. <laughs> I heard you could repair my ten-gallon hat. It's right now at nine gallons. <laughs> But hey, if you touch my leg, it might become a eleven gallon hat. <laughs> oh, m- Mister, oh I don't see a lot of people much. They call him the kickstand. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a right. baby holding an apple. Ah, it's from a gold member. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's like a baby's arm holding an apple. <laughs> yep. Which was oh, Michael Caine. Yeah. There you go. That is my game. <laughs> yep, I know about the tripod. Uh huh. <laughs> I mean, not to brag. Come on, Sheriff. Come in, look around. Yep. You know James Conn is there, man. You know that's a crazy old lady you're talking to. He has. Hey, he. I, I. He. He's. He has his suspicions. Of course. Hmm. Yeah, he uh, was. I mean, uh, recently just looking at all the articles about about her. So. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he already put the dots together. He was just looking for evidence. Yeah. So what do you know about the Corleone family? <laughs> Nothing. Did you put a horse in some man's bed? Yeah. So you're telling me you got a thing for horses? Do you have things for 10-gallon hats? Nay. There's 10-gallon head, apparently. 10-gallon <laughs> head. I want a shirt with the Alex Hawks face that says 10-gallon head. <laughs> this picture I'll give head. you a 10-gallon head anytime. You I'll be on the back of the shirt. Big gigantic head, <laughs> face. That's what it would be. Look like the uh, slither face. 
Oh, don't mind me. I was writing a book about a, a very uh, a gray fox-looking uh, gentleman sheriff. I like yourself. I was using you for inspiration. Uh, <laughs> don't. I hope you like the first draft. It's about him coming in, finding a, a well-to-do lady by herself, and just ravishing her like he never ravished anyone before. Now, ma'am, it's a very important question. It's a very important question. I like the motivation, but I need to know exactly how big is this character's penis? Uh, <laughs> His penis is as big as a 10-gallon hat. Exactly. <laughs> and, we've come, and we've come full circle. That's what the 10-gallon head was. Yes. Uh, I see what you did there, James. It's like they both know the game right there. Yeah, it's a little cat and mouse game. <laughs> the question is, which one's the cat, which one's the mouse? Bingo. Which one indeed? Which one's Tom? Which one's Jerry? Well, to I'm, be fair, I'm... Jerry always outsmarted Tom. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm half expecting the sheriff to open up a... Uh, closet door and like 20 corpses just fall out of all the guys he's collected over the years. No, I'm not looking for him. I'm not looking for her. Nope, nope. Too tall, too short, too fat. Or at least I think he was. Oh. Oh. Smells like Ooh. chicken in here. Don't, don't turn around, Sheriff. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you in the back of the head. Oh, no, just give you coffee. And some, some coffee. Some coffee with some knockout drugs or something. Yeah, the bait. Really, the, really clever scene here with the, with the bait and switches and the, the tension. I'm, I'm digging his L.L. Bean jacket. I was digging <laughs> that jacket myself. I, I want to wrap one. I couldn't wear that in my size, but it is a nice coat. For a smaller man, it looks nice. You know what I mean? That just don't work for bigger guys, I don't think. Annie can't wear it either. That's really why she's upset. <laughs> Fuck that dude, man. If he comes back, I'm going to kill him. Oh, here uh, goes. He's Come coming back. back. And she's going to kill him. Excuse Fuck. me. I think I just heard a man screaming in pain because you've been having him locked up for a while. My mustache senses that you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> my mustache tells oh, oh, there tells it is. Not my LL Bean jacket. It's ruined. He still got the fucking tag on it on the inside. He was gonna return <laughs> it, dude. Hey, hey, he can't, just re- as long he can't as you, return it, dude. It's all fucked up. As long as you protect my ten gallon <laughs> hat, that's all I care about. Yeah. Give it to James Conn. Give him a good home. <laughs> uh, poor James Gunn. She's got got some Quentin Tarantino dialogue right now. I feel it, it's you pretty. Ma- it, it's a pretty pretty fantastic little piece of exchange going on here. She's right talking now. about how she's a bad motherfucker. Yeah, I can see that. And oh no, like just- yeah. <laughs> By this point in the movie, she's she's left the fucking reservation. Nice Annie Wilkes is long gone. Yeah, it's like, okay, you know, lunch is ready. You now crawl up over him, and it's served. Get up here. 
Don't like what I cooked? You can starve forever. Oh, yeah. Uh oh. The gun or the needle? Pick which one you want. It's like a post. It's like one of those posters in high school. Not to do shoot dope and shoot guns. Don't do it. <laughs> what's in the What's in the needle, Annie? What's in the needle? Oh shit! Now, Annie, are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> I'll take you to the prom. I'll take you to the prom. You don't have to hurt me. <laughs> Look at that psychotic. Oh yeah. She's she's gone, man. She's like, yeah, this is the only way. She does got that Jack only Nicholson way. vibe when he when he taps out in the shining a little bit. I wonder if she drew uh, inspiration from his tap out scene. Oh where he's all zombed out. Maybe. James Khan's having a normal conversation. I'll call him James Khan too, Alex, since you're doing it. <laughs> I'm bad like that. I think we should call him James Conn all the time because he has dearly departed this fine world. Sir James Conn. I shoved that book up my ass, sir. Whatever that thing he shoved up his ass. Oh my. He was gasoline. Gasoline. Or, not gasoline, but yeah. Kerosene. Gasoline up his ass. It's fire! Oh. Well, I mean, I guess when he has to lit out the fart, it's going to be a little combustive. Just a little bit. (laughs) He's got his bucket right there. Yeah, when he farts, it's going to prolapse him like a shotgun. (laughs) I like that lamp. Nice lamp. That is a nice lamp. It looks like a lady with a sundress. Hmm. Sundress was not the word I was trying to look for. <laughs> I wonder if she's walked in on him masturbating. And How can you masturbate in a time like this? Oh, trust me, you totally he's very can. Scared. He's trying to. He's very scared. He'd be you got to relieve nerves. tension somehow. His nerves are going haywire. Poor guy. I'm just. I'm just gonna say, for his prostate's health, it's good. There you go. I agree, man, I agree. You should order a man should orgasm twenty at least twenty seven times a month for a healthy prostate. Well, hold on, I do that in a day. Can that all be in one day? Yeah, no, so dude, you're good, yeah. Alex. Like same well, boat, Alex. Like I'm, I'm, so, I'm yeah. solid by like if, if we're talking like from first of the month, I'm solid by day three. I'm gonna worry about that. I'm solid by <laughs> the first day. What are you talking about? You're out of control. Really, I'm okay. already uh, already <laughs> building up for the second month. You're out of control. <laughs> You're out of control. You're in timeout now. <laughs> True psychosis. Psychosis. They have such a normal relationship after banging his fucking feet out like that. Right? He's acting. He's a great actor. Well, you know. Totally in, healthy. In any good relationship, you know, you have to lean on those that that you have become, you know, compatible with. I feel like you'd become an alcoholic. You'd be like, just get, go. When Next time you're in town, get me a couple of bottles of Jack Daniels. It'll help me write. It'll help the pain go away. And uh, there you go. Now, now you know. Very tragic. Very tragic. Hey, I want the good shit. I don't want this store-bought uh, champagne All that this you wine. get on New Year's. What is this? Seltzer water? Yeah. <laughs> 
Is this your menstrual juice? <laughs> oh my god. Carbonated. Okay, then it's okay. <laughs> I like how you and me are like the only ones that aren't grossed out by it. Everything Alex Hawk gross says it grosses me out. Unfortunate. <laughs> Even if yeah. it's out. Out. Alex Hawk. Oh I fucking love this scene so much. Oh yeah, it's party time. You want to others like you would do yourself, right? Oh shit. Horrifying. He got the match. He's ready. <clears throat> I'm going to end it all, you damn bitch. <laughs> this is really just killing himself because she's going to be so angry that she's just going to murder him after this. It's just a rap. It's dead. Let I think go. this is just a big petty moment where he only stayed alive long enough to do this. He didn't care if he was going to get killed after. But she read it, right? Yeah. That's she giving just didn't her read too... the last page. Yeah, no, all right. I was going to say, that's giving her too oh, much. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Doing my damn, bitch. Being a super fan and being able to read the last work and when nobody else does would be kind of giving her a hookup, I feel. Yep. Because mm-hmm. she was talking in the movie about how she was the inspiration for him. Like, this is all for her. Like, this is the whole thing for her. Right. So that was, like, the biggest, like, Ooh, stab. That was out of her eyes. Go for it. Go for it. Get the thumbs in there. You really got to push, though. You don't got to worry about breaking the eyes. Just push them back. That's, that's the key. Oh, that's all you had to do? Yeah. I've always wondered, because I figured that was such an easy attack maneuver. Yeah. Bang. Look at all that Ooh. blood. I would have went for that gun. I, I would have been, that would have been in the plans to get that gun. I forgot mm-hmm. she had that in her pocket. Yeah, that's all that would have mattered, man. Give us a slug. There's that blood you were talking about earlier, Hawk. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. See, I can it. handle it. Eat the filth. This is how we read you You've been feeding me this shit. Ah. Ooh. Oh, God, yeah. Oh. Kicking the balls, man. Gonads oh. and strife. Ooh. Hey. Yeah. That was, that was effective looking. That was actually really good. Yeah. Now that I see the plate. She didn't put her hands out, though. If she put her hands out, she would have been fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a lesson to everybody. Always put your hands out when you're in a fight. And you're falling down, definitely. Exactly like this. Just like this. <laughs> Now he's going to crawl himself. And of course, I mean, I don't know. Silly's probably going to come back for another round, too. Yep. I'm glad to see you watch the movie. (laughs) Hey, I haven't seen this for a while, dude. I haven't got, and I don't. It's almost like you wrote the film, Alex. (laughs) Yeah, no, she was going in for some aggressive sodomization right there, like to start. She has the strap on on and everything. Yes. It's one of those big knobby ones, you know, that really, you know, just hook in. Oh, yeah, Alex? One of those big knobby ones, huh? The hooking in one, Ooh, you know? Yeah. She, was, she was like, do you know what my nickname in high school was? And he's like, no. Peggy! <laughs> <laughs> Bang. Bang. Good, good death look right there. Nice creepy. Got the yeah. eyes peering. A finale. A, a true finale. A game over worthy. A fin. Yeah. <laughs> 18 months later. 
he'll always walk with a limp. He got the and with that limp, he'll always remember Annie Wilkes. Look, that is a sweet cane, though. He does look pretty dapper. He's like house. Very fancy. But less drunk. Maybe. And Maybe. from then on, he always had the wood to give the wood. That's right. That's right. His new book, Misery, is doing so well. No, Not too traumatized from it. Some people would need intense therapy to get him back to... Uh... This is the this is from the time when men locked all their feelings up. Yeah. Drank so he, y'all yeah. weren't allowed to cry and shit. He was just sucking this up until he inevitably died of a fucking heart attack in his mid-50s. Yeah. His his therapy was writing the book. <laughs> More mental health. <laughs> More blood. All, all the screwed yes. up shit that happened. Oh, uh, here comes trauma now. Yeah, uh, I was just about to say that. Every time, I still think I see her, but I know she's not there. Until she actually stuff. is. Every brings him food. So he every time somebody brings him food, he's haunted by it. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, so you could you could say that he's definitely not over it. He's not okay. He's just faking it. He's a good faker. Oh yeah. I wonder what alcohol's probably in his system. What other drugs you think he has in his system to help him get through a day to block something like that out where he almost practically had to have a conversation with the ghost of her there. Enough Xanax to kill a giraffe. Well, I mean, with all the stuff that she did to his legs, I say probably a, a pop and oxy, like, you know, the mints. We're going straight for the heroin. Yeah, okay. yeah, no. You know, there's a fair thing. He probably takes, like, one shit every year. Yeah. yeah. You know? That's healthy, that's a, right? Because that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing when you do the opiates. You know? You got other, you got more important shit to do than that. Getting getting fucked up. You know what I mean? Exactly. Hell yeah. Bill Coin, how you doing over there? I think a nice relaxing shit is always nice. <laughs> it's certainly okay. better than heroin. So much better. It's not a miserable thing. Say yes to shits, no to heroin. Down for that. That should be a t shirt. <laughs> balance <laughs> balance your fiber. Good BMs, no heroin. <laughs> no heroin. <laughs> Just add it into all of this. Yeah. And maybe a Metamucil we'll tab here and there. <laughs> or so some Cheerios. Works. You know, like, however you want. That's, it's your journey. However you want to do it. Wasn't Cheerios the anti-masturbation cereal? What? What? I know I what mean, you're with all those about. holes? I know no, what you're talking not. about. Yeah, they, it was a, try, a test they did on people, and they put it in uh, one of the series. I mean, I mean, mine might be small enough to fit in. I haven't tried No, yet. back in, like, the 1940s <laughs> or some shit, this guy was making a Frosted something like that, and he said that he was making the cereal. It was on accident. It wasn't even supposed to be cereal, but it ended up being that way. But he ended up saying, like, yeah. this cereal is going to stop little kids from masturbating. Right. Yep. Yeah. So the fact that someone even made guys. that a quest deeply I remember disturbs him. me. Yeah. It Maybe was, it was a pandemic. It was. Uh, it was patient zero. It was Kellogg. <sighs> huh? It was Kellogg's. It was yeah. Kellogg himself. Well, Kellogg's got that, yeah. Well, no, but he was a real interesting character. If you look at the movie The Road to Wellville, 
uh, where Anthony Hopkins actually plays him. It's a very funny movie, but he was kind of insane with his ways in uh, medicine. Um, Basically, Christ, I mean, he wanted people to eat yogurt in wretched excess and then basically rub one out (laughs) to the point where your body was just regurgitating yogurt. Very, very unusual means. He he wants you to eat yogurt. Never eating yogurt. To make yogurt. And then masturbate. (laughs) To make more yogurt. To make more yogurt. (laughs) That explains why the yogurt tastes a certain way. He used whatever came out for yogurt, too. Look, I. I'm what about start- the Greek yogurt? I know yeah. that there was some weird thing going around people making yogurt out of this stuff or something. There was some like uh, I thought I heard some crazy. Well, was some, I mean that is the special ingredient that. for Hawks made yogurt. So you can go to uh, hawkyogurt.com and buy one of my You're special flavored yogurt. You've gone too far. <laughs> As a fan of yogurt, I am, hey, dude, I am dude, personally dude. offended by this. Wait, wait, I am wait, never going to not even look at yogurt natural. the same way. It's I'm never going to look organic. at yogurt the same way. It's all natural, all organic. I promise you, no other preservatives except man-made. Don't you make enough off fucking cameo already, you animal. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> know you need the fucking there. yogurt world, too. What's wrong with you? <laughs> the fuck's wrong with you? Uh... When we said get merchandising, Hawk, this is not what we meant. <laughs> I'll be your first customer? Oh, that sounds horrible. No, Jesse, no. <laughs> Don't you dare, Jesse. Alex, oh. <laughs> Sorry, Alex, I'm not allowed. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't this encourage is, this. This, this entire to. conversation is hilarious. <laughs> Very scary stuff. Uh, uh, or tasty is stuff. Is uh, flavored yogurt? Hey, wow. I've been told that I have a certain zest in my stuff. Oh, God. Oh. Okay, I'm done. I, I'm done. I'm going to barf, man. <laughs> you can, if you kick Alex in the balls, you can get the strawberry yogurt with little red chunks in it. Yes! If, you kick, if you kick Alex in the balls, you just get sand, apparently. This guy's Ooh. working overtime. Ugh. I see his, like, scrotum as a dispenser for yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> You just sit I just, there like I just chugging pump milk up, and fucking uh, no, like mm-mm. pump them out, pump them out, pump them out. <laughs> pump them out. I want that on a t-shirt, hot dog. <laughs> pump them out, pump them out, pump them out. Yeah, pump. That's going. That's going on the. That's that's going on the the fucking t-shirt site when we get around to making it. Pump them out. That's gonna that's gonna be Alex's shirt. It's going to just be a picture of him with his fist up saying, pump him out. That's what's happening. Let's ask our viewers how many people would wear these shirts. <laughs> Everybody would. I feel like a lot of people would buy that. I'm not going to lie. Let, let us know out there in, uh, in podcast land if you'd wear that T-shirt. You know, first, first, first day on set of Abigail. <laughs> fucking, I'm going to have that on. Directing <laughs> Alex. And he's just going to have a fucking... He's just going to look over at me while I'm trying to direct him. It's just going to be his face with his fist up saying, pump him out. It's going to be fucking great. Fantastic. Aroma. So what do you guys think of the misery flick by the end of this, huh? Anything more to add than what we, we entered in with? Uh, um, not in my end. I fucking love this movie. Like, more and more. Yeah, it's uh, it's 
it's definitely one of the best uh, Stephen King adaptations. Um, and what I love about this is it's, I mean, other than you have the shots of course the sheriff going around, it's pretty much a, a fishbowl movie, which is like a lot of early movies that are based on plays. It's pretty much for the most part in one location. Okay. And it's mainly between the two main characters. And the fact is that you have these two great actors that that work very well together. And what I love is, I remember I was talking to someone and someone made a comment to me. It says, uh, don't you think like competition is healthy in like the, the film um, world, you know? And I'm like, well, not really, because... If you want to make a good film, you have to think about building each other up and not competing against each other for like the limelight or whatever. And James Caan and Kathy Bates both know that. I mean, there's times where James Caan just sits back and re- and just holds reserves and just gives the floor to Kathy Bates, which within itself shows her character even more unhinged than we already know she is. And it works so well. I mean, the the give and take is perfectly. And then when he's rushing around trying to get stuff and trying to combat it, you finally see his frantic nature. And it's it's just great seeing the two of them going back and forth. And that's what makes this film. Because when you have like a static location, Mm -hmm. one of the hardest things is try to keep people from getting bored. So. The fact is that the two of them are are able to keep the tension going back and forth with limited amount. I mean, you got the fight scene at the end and you got her breaking his ankles. But for the most part, there's not a lot of physical action. It's a lot of just dialogue. It's a lot of psychological. Yeah. Yeah. Psychological horror, you know, for sure. I was going to say that earlier. Thriller, psychological horror. I have to agree with Alex, though. Fishbowl is that's what's called. Well, it, it's a term. I don't know. Um, it's it's a term that I heard used. I don't know where it came from, but fishbowl um, the film is pretty much like a film where it is all in like one area. It's like Twelve Angry Men. If you ever saw that film, yes. That where it's and and a lot of those usually are like films based off of movies because they themselves usually are in one location or try to keep down the locations because it makes it easier than trying to switch the set all the time. Roger, Roger Corman's done it where he's recycled sets just for like, you know, one movie. Um, you, Joe Dante, you know, you could say like the Burbs, how it was like a cul-de-sac where they filmed. I mean, you know, it's all one location. Yeah. But it's all about being smart and, you know, figuring out your angles and how you're going to tell the story. But, yeah, I mean, if you can limit to one location, it just yeah. kind of makes things a lot easier in the grand scheme of things. If plus, plus, also, if you keep it to one location and you have great actors, it it focuses all your attention on the acting and the actors. Because, I mean, nowadays, yeah, you watch any movie, it's all about special effects or great locations, which is great. But it also does, at times, take away from the actual actors and the acting. I mean, with these I'm, kind yeah. of films, it forces you to look and see these, These pretty much it's telling the actors, it's your job and solely your jo- job 
to keep people invested in yourself and your characters. And there's nothing to, you know, keep someone amused. Like, oh, there's like Jar Jar Binks on, on the sidelines or something like that. You've got, you know, these massively great actors going back and forth. And it's very hardly any physical um, fighting back and forth for most of the film. And it's all verbal. It's the cat and mouse mind games going back and forth. And that's what makes this film, I think. Oh! Ooh. Yep. I think you got your finger right on the pulse, brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, Alex yeah. said it better than I ever could. Um, right? D- damn. Uh, he, yeah, I, I completely back everything Alex just said because it's 100% true. Um, <laughs> this is definitely like a masterpiece. This is, this is like oh. masterclass stuff. Like we said much earlier in the thing, Matt said it, I said it. This is truly a group of people, whether right from screenwriter, director, actors, the whole thing. Mm. The people that are at the absolute top of their game, delivering something from one of the best writers to ever do it. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't get much better than this as far as the technical know-how and the nuts and bolts of the whole thing. Whether, you, you know, like I said, Misery's not my favorite story either. It's just this is a really masterfully done film. Yeah. And also, I, I just want to throw out there is that now Rob Reiner did this one. He also did Stand By Me. I think those are the only two Stephen King films he ever did. Yeah. And you have to give Rob Reiner a lot of credit because, first of all, I mean, if someone was says, okay, out of these two, which one's the best? I would say I cannot pick. Exactly. Uh, because both of them are superb and great, but both of them are also different. It falls into different groups. Okay? This is more psychological. This is more, you know, like I said, fishbowl, claustrophobic type of film. Well, Stand By Me is more of a coming of age story about friends and being young and going on an adventure. Both of them are, are, I, I would say, superb in their own groups. So you can't really even put them up against each other because in the end, they are the best of what they are. Yeah. I, I back that as well. You know, out of all those talented people, uh, Kathy Bates was the only, the only nomination this film got for Academy was her, her one that she won. I didn't think they'd give James Caan one, but, you know, Rob Reiner maybe slide him a directorial maybe or a best picture even, you know what I mean? But none, none of that, only only hers. Well, Rob Reiner was like, don't worry, James, I'll give you some wood later on. Oh, my oh. God. Not even nominated. <laughs> you only nominated. Yeah, to go there. They're one for one at least. What are you talking about, Cock? What do you think? Nothing. Nothing. I said nothing. Did I say anything? Yeah. <laughs> nope. Bump one out. I see the future where you're canceled. I see it. Dude, dude, I have to be somewhere before I get canceled. (laughs) That's what I tell myself, too. Yeah. There you go. Keep on shooting for the stars. Oh, I'm shooting. I'm shooting something. Oh, (laughs) dear God, no. No more. Stop it. Dude. Bill Murray considered for the role too, and Dustin Bill, Hoffman. Bill Hoffman. Murray, yeah, it was too. Wow. I don't know. I mean, I like Bill, but he wouldn't have pulled it off. Yeah, no. That's I can't picture that happening at all. 
Hoffman would have been interesting, but it was too violent for him. Yeah, I mean, for example, if you had Bill Murray in it, I mean, while I I like the guy, I do think that the problem would be is he'd be trying to outdo Kathy Bates. That's probably yeah, yeah. With like I said, with James Caan, he knew that okay, this is the two of us, and when she was doing her thing, he was to be as silent and as as steadfast as he was, and that's what made this movie so powerful as it is is because if you had two people trying to outdo each other, then you kind of be like, oh, it's just a run-of-a-mill film that eh, really doesn't connect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm with you. You know what I mean? <coughs> but I enjoy it. I always, It's one of the, you know, it's like Stand By Me, of course. Shawshank Redemption, you know what I mean? Um, what's the other? What's the other big one he he wrote? That Green was, Mile. Green Mile. You know, it's like a, in that category. His cow- yeah, it stands outside of the horror genre, but it's still horror adjacent with themes yeah. and things yeah. going on. Yeah, it's this one's definitely of, of the four that are really outside of like King's Wheelhouse. This is definitely the one that's still most more rooted in horror than yeah. the others, but yeah. you know. They all have their elements. Yeah. For sure. Um, James, did you say this was one of your fav- one of your favorites? No, the uh, the opposite. It's, okay. it's it's lower on the totem pole for me uh, than, than some other king stuff. Right. He just appreciates the film itself. I respect okay. the I respect, respect the hell it. out of the film. I respect the hell out of the people that made the film. And I respect the story. Um yeah. but it just something about it just never connected with me as to be like something I have to read or watch or, you know, be involved. I don't, I never like Salem's lot, for example, I've read Salem's lot at least 20 times Yeah, in my life. I've seen the movie. I don't even want to know how many times I could count. Yeah. I've seen misery. This would be the third time I've ever seen misery. And I've, only, and I've only read the book once. Yeah. Um, but even at that, I can still respect the art and the craft mm. that was involved in it and the sure. skill on display. Um, it just wasn't, it's just never really been one that's ever made me, that's never gotten my motor running. Then tomorrow, James will be kidnapped and he'll have his legs broken. And then he's like, now I get it. <laughs> totally. Oh, totally. My stalker's going to come and. I'm gonna get the wood block special. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll just hide the wood. Nice. That's what I say. <laughs> she she's nice. definitely wanted me to hide the wood. That's damn sure. That's a different story. Ooh, ooh. BC, <laughs> where's misery sit with you, buddy? Silence. He's gone. He's gone, He's... man. <laughs> BC's <laughs> gone. You got, you, got <laughs> Annie, you got the Annie look about you. What's going on now? Misery loves company. And it's, it's, it's a great fucking movie. You know, I mean, it's um, solid performances. You know, I love the fact that, you know, this is, I believe it was Barry Sonnefeld's last film as a DP before, or DOP, before he uh, transitioned over to directing. Um, 
you have so many strong people behind the camera, so many strong people in front of the camera. It's a masterpiece. Mm. But, you know, if this isn't a movie, I would say I would want to watch next week. But, um, you know, uh, if, if it's on maybe in a few years and it's on TV, I would definitely watch it again. It's a good winter movie. I like. I'd like to watch, watch it in the winter. Well, it could almost even be a, a twisted Valentine's movie. <laughs> yeah, it could be that. Yeah, you know, I could definitely see that. You know, romance, all the romance in it. I mean, come on. I mean, her in that cute little number. I mean, my heart just <laughs> kept on beating harder and harder. It was rather risque. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was yep. like, "Damn, take me away, Pilgrim Girl." <laughs> hard, quote unquote. She never, hard she never, under the apron. She never dressed that way when her parents were alive, Alex. Too uh, provocative. Yeah, I, I think she showed the little ankle, which is quite risque. Doing that, mm-hmm. it's very good. You know what I mean? The dangers of the Pennsylvania Dutch, right there. Ooh. Get Pennsylvania so. Ducks? Dutch. Pennsylvania Dutch. Oh, Dutch. I thought you said ducks. And I'm like, Amish what? folks. Ah. Yes. Why Hawk has so many blankets at his house. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. I had to take a blanket every time I got one pregnant. What can I say? What's going on? <laughs> what the fuck's going on? Yeah. It's out of control. End of the show. That's what's going what on. This whole show's out of control. It yeah. really is. A mad dashing for the next film that we got going. So, all y'all folks out there, we appreciate you listening. You know, come back again now when we return uh, in the future when we will, you know, with the Dead Kids of Derry, of course. Very nice stuff. Um, I, I don't, I'm scanning quick, but I don't know what movie's up next. You know what I mean? Well, give me a second. Let's see if but, I can. Uh, the next yeah, actually, I don't think we have have it uh, scheduled some, out yet because that's uh, next uh, next year. Sometimes they come back. I believe will be our for our next film. I like that one. Awesome. I approve. You approve? That's a yes. good flick. <laughs> I don't not approve. That's better than nothing. Yeah, it's better than a Return to Salem's Lot. They're true. Directed by Tommy McLaughlin. Ah, the boy. Yeah, yeah, you should you should appreciate it, Alex. Yeah, I'm a friend of the Boombast cast. We've had him on the show, and we talked about uh, this project. Also, my uh, also the director of my favorite Friday the Thirteenth film. A lot of people's favorite. You know. Yeah, I think it's the probably the best Friday the Thirteenth film, hands down. Very arguable. The the original's the original, so it has that. But the, yeah. the most fun one might be probably Part Six. I Jason, love the, the best Jason-centered Friday yeah. the 13th. Let's put it that way. Scary. You think he you did a lot of really it. cool stuff in that movie. And it, got too, yeah. You got too close to the kids. You got too close to the kids. Uh, well, everybody be merry. And uh, we'll catch y'all on the next episode of the Dead Kids of Derry. All the dead kids. I'm thinking, 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 I'